0: Welcome to Babes on the Brink, where we are recapping Traders Canada, episode 8. My name's Chilly Philly, and I'm joined, as always, by Australia's favourite faithful, the one and only Annabelle.
1: Hi! I've, like Mickey, even put my hair up for the special occasion. (laughs)
0: Yes, yes, I noted he put his hair down when it got serious, so... Yes, hair's up, hair's up for serious business, hair down for hair under your chin when you're going under lasers. Actually, absolutely. yeah, the Mickey, the Mickey styling with the hair tells us so much. Uh, <laughs> so much
1: foreshadowing. Yes.
0: Well, yeah. So this week's episode, we finally got our first, us first, our second trader, well, first trader in a long time. Um, you, uh, One question that I really, really had for you was, do you think, like, we've had so many weeks where we've been talking about how Kuzi's um, just, like, leaving this trail of red flags behind her, trail of evidence, this, like, burning house behind her, and it's got to catch up with her. Do you think this sort of um, unconventional way of them, event sort of forcing them to go after them, was, a, was like, satisfying? Was that, like, a satisfying sort of?
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, both of them have messed up in the same way, where they've both left, they are Hansel and Gretel, the breadcrumbs are all there, and uh, the, the really the key difference was Mike flipped first. Because mm-hmm. fatal flaw, obviously. I mean, I think she had two key flaws, which we'll talk about in a bit. Mm-hmm. But number one, Mike beat her to the post when it mm-hmm. came to flipping on the traitors. And it was satisfying to see that evidence come together. I guess what was slightly less satisfying about it, Phil, it was had to be the traitors who put it together for the faithful. The faithful yeah. still weren't quite prepared to make that leap alone.
0: No, and I think that's the thing. It's like at the end of the day, all of this was induced. So at the so there wasn't we didn't see sort of a piecing together of evidence that led to the conclusion. Actually, let's start off with the breakfast. One of the first sort of things that Donna and Leroy were talking about when they entered the room was that they should scrap the one piece of evidence that they had that was somewhat solid, which was the um, team theory, which I guess implicated. Leroy anyway right but like you know they were already beginning to throw away theories that they had they had no commitment to those series so yeah I feel like at the end of the day um maybe maybe the producer oh I don't know (laughs) especially after talking to Dylan last week and he's like guys like don't overthink production stuff but you know maybe they had to get get this sort of sorted out via the traders because maybe the traders were going to stick stick together for a long enough period of time.
1: I think really when it came back to Mike last episode that Cuzzy was floating his name around and Cousy has said on social media that that was a fabrication or a misunderstanding, she wasn't coming for Mike. But regardless, Mike believed that Cousy Mm -hmm. was floating his name out there and was lying to him. And I think that was enough for him to say, okay, well, now I absolutely have to come for Kuzzy. If she's starting to think about coming for me, all bets are off. Um, And I guess the miscalculation on Cousy's part was how off-put Mike was put by that whole situation. And she should have... I mean, she's played Big Brother. She should know, really, that once that trust is slightly broken, that it can snowball from there.
0: Well, yeah, because it's sort of really interesting thinking about it now because it's her reaction to when her name gets thrown out, um, obviously is quite strong. You know, she fully came for May. And it's just really interesting because sometimes people forget that, like, while you have your own sort of internal thoughts, feelings, reactions to things, it's very easy to not give anyone else the same sort of credit to react in the exact same way. And I feel like that's the thing is that as soon as that was even floated out there by people that Mike quote unquote trusted, um, it was the it, it was the natural reaction. In the same way that Kuzi um, uh, hated that May and um, Co were all all on her, um, yeah. So it's just really interesting that she didn't have that sort of self reflection back onto Mike because yeah, it's like being empathetic is such an important part of any of these games because you need to prioritize what other people's Um, goals and dreams and whatever are um, alongside your own to achieve the same result. And I feel like unfortunately Mike and Cousy while on the same page, weren't on the same page.
1: (laughs) Yes. And Mike deserves a lot of credit here for convincingly reassuring Cousy that he wasn't bothered by the whole situation. And he completely trusted her when she said she didn't put his name out. So I think he deserves credit for, keeping her on side mm-hmm. and really she needed to be a little bit more critical, critical about the damage in that relationship. And ultimately she doesn't really need him. I think her, so this is comes to my second problem. I think that was there for Cuzzy, and that was not committing enough mm-hmm. to her allies. Mm-hmm. So she ha- really had two ways to the end. It was working really closely with Mike and sticking with that alliance Or it was sticking with her traitor's pets. And if you want to keep your pets loyal, you need to feed them some names because they don't want you to have the option of going to the end with the other traitor. So we can see like Gurleen is saying, I do kind of want to ride to the end with Cousy and get her then. But when you've, got two traitors left in the game at the final seven as Dylan said last week when he was on the podcast with us the numbers are starting to tip in the traitors favour because he's giving her pets nothing and she's also axed so many of her allies at this point that she doesn't have enough numbers she's only got two left so that when she's now trying to target someone at banishment who's not her ally she's only left with the duds well who's going to believe that Mickey or Donna or Trayvon, the only three she's not working with are traitors. No one's gonna buy that.
0: Yeah, and that was like a reoccurring theme hammered throughout the episode was that basically Donna, Mickey well, especially Donna and Mickey are basically like considered whatever. Like they're not only one hundred percent faithful, but they're they're the people that they need to drag along to sort of make things happen in that end game, um, which I think uh, Mickey points that out at the breakfast as well in his confessional that, you know, him and Donna are perceived as being really gullible and really um, impressionable, which, hey, like we've, we've said that this whole time, like those two are definitely in it to the end. It was really interesting because especially even with that observation, cozy throughout this whole episode was constantly deciding to target Mickey, which like, I guess makes sense. But again, this should have been somebody you formed a relationship with who is sort of impressionable and gullible. And then they can in turn do your bidding, but she did none of that. Um, which is, which is really unfortunate for her. Um, Cause this is the payoff for that.
1: Yeah. And I guess it's really hard to strike the balance when it we've seen pretty consistently across all of the franchises that the traitors want to bring the more gullible players to the end, the less strategic players, um, which makes complete sense. But you need to make sure that those players are at least believably a traitor once you get to a certain point as well. Because you you need to have the gullible players turn on each other at the end. And at Mm. this point... The relationships that those players are starting to form with each other. I mean, Leroy's going all in on his new alliance with yep. Donna, mm-hmm. and Mickey just doesn't talk. Yep. Um, you probably needed someone who is going to put their foot in their mouth a bit more.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, and yeah, even um, even the observe, even the- and they say they say it. I think they said it before, but you know, even Donna finds Mike consistent. Like you know, the 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 ability to sort of project. Um, sort of observations onto people and make that turn around for people. Is there in the gullible people, and that's mm. what you need. You need the power of the numbers of, of their way because, you, especially in this game, and we've talked about it so much. It's like it's not like Survivor. Like it's not like you're formulating specific plans and you're hoping to execute them. It's really based off um, speaking at banishment and sort of swaying opinions and thoughts and emotions and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I think at the end of the day, cozy maybe it's just from doing big brother but she really underestimated that part of the game and i think that's why as traders they made so many crazy decisions because at the end of the day there's probably a lot more emotion involved in this than any other strategic game
1: yeah i i agree i i think you can play the alliance game that's more Mm. kind of survivor big brothery but you As the traitor daddy, you've got to give your faithful pets a lot more. I mean, I can say if I had got to the final seven and I'm with Sam and I know there's another traitor out there Mm -hmm. and he's still not giving up another traitor... I start to get highly suspicious of him because yep. there's only so many more murders left. He's starting to become less and less useful to me. And he's got this other option there that he's clearly sticking with. So I do think that she, if she's relying on Leroy and Gerlene to never ever come for her because they have an alliance, regardless of what they think of her, they're never going to put her name down in banishment, then she has to be giving them more.
0: yeah. Do you think, sort of, now, because I I guess this whole episode was basically all about sort of everything that Kuzi has done, including that last banishment where she went so hard on Mel A. Do you think at any point she ever did it, because it just seemed to me that she did all of these things and she was relying on Mike so hard to do what she was doing for him in terms of that little mini uh, damage control but do you think at ever, at any point, did she ever think, oh, look at oh, this trail of evidence behind me. I should have things to rebut, things to talk back, Lala la. instead of, um, I guess, as everybody kept pointing out, she kept um, redirecting as opposed to defending. And I think that's the thing that Mike did really well at the end was that he had things such as, well, like, she was like, you yeah, have no relationships. And he was yeah. like um i actually think in the last few days i have made relationships and then they're all like yeah no i think we've made good relations." it's like immediately yep it wasn't a well, well what are your relations you know it was like well no i think blah, blah. um do you think all of this stuff at the end of the day that has been circulating around them throughout this whole episode do you think that was almost really the nail nailing coffin for he was like she always had no defense for any of this offense
1: yeah, I think that's really interesting. You are right. She she doesn't have a defense beyond redirection. Um, I I think I would say rather than her problem being she doesn't have a defense for her mistakes, s- stop making these unnecessary mistakes. We've <laughs> yeah. said every episode, Mike Cousy... What are you doing? Every murder, they seem to be choosing. They've narrowed their options to, you know, three people who are all going to lead to suspicion on those two. And while Mike won this battle, I think he's so far from winning the war. He is the only other person now. He's the only person left in the manor who everyone is looking at as a traitor. Mm-hmm. I think whoever he blackmails into becoming a traitor next episode Mm. has a very good shot at winning. Then I don't see him winning and I don't think either of them should have made these messy murders, which would would bring the heat back to them. Then you have nothing to defend, but you're right. She needed, she needed to have more of a defense for herself and she needed to pick a better target for this banishment. She oh. needed to <laughs> feed her faithfuls, Mike.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause as soon as, um, she sort of started off the episode saying that her target was going to be Mickey. I was like, no, <laughs> no way. <laughs> that is wrong. Um, yeah, that was a, it was a, cause I, I wasn't quite sure and, and maybe, and maybe she'll say in um, a lot of her exit press sort of her sort of what her game plans or end game plans were, but I feel like at the end of the day, she wasn't thinking, I just I, I actually we barely saw what her end game plan was. Um, but I'm, I just feel like there wasn't, I don't know what she was doing basically.
1: I think she was trying to have a cake and eat it too. She was trying to play an alliance with Mike and she was trying to play an alliance with her pets. But in trying to straddle the middle of those two things, she didn't commit properly to either of them and therefore broke trust with both of them. Mike Mm -hmm. felt like she wasn't completely with him and her traitor's pets felt like they weren't completely safe or had an option to go for another traitor. So I think she needed to pick what her end game was going to be. Am I going to the end with Leroy and Gurleen? Or am I going to the end with Mike? And go all in on that.
0: Yeah. And we've talked so much about Kuzi already, but I feel like we need to pull one out for our our recent um, Gay 4 inductee. We have to pull one out for May.
1: I am heartbroken for may Uh, how gutting you know and her final words they couldn't manipulate me that's why i'm murdered and i hope the traitors win because the faithful suck i know what it feels like to have all of that frustration Uh, she would have been so much fun to see screaming at the round table tonight (laughs) you know she would have had some hot takes at the feast it's we're all worse off for not having may there
0: yeah i know it was almost like the last few episodes, the murders and the uh, banishments have sort of slowly sucked. Not to say that everybody isn't exciting, because thinking about the people there, I do like everybody. But we are we are slowly losing the spicy the spicy people, uh, which is kind of unfortunate. But hey, maybe maybe Donna will have a breakout spicy episode uh, <laughs> one day. No, actually, no, we did have spicy girlines and she's still there. So maybe she'll bring it she'll bring it eventually
1: what do you mean we don't have spicy donna we found out she's a skydiver this episode
0: (laughs) yes and she was loving dropping what like three meters down (laughs) down that hole (laughs) it was amazing um What? okay so we kind of covered a lot of that breakfast content and we oh guess what annabelle no no cars
1: no cars. I know they had it in the backyard. So so no
0: <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, no cars. But basically, we have a challenge. We have the. Uh, this comes up in um, obviously the traders, and it does come up in Survivor, not as often as um, recently, but back in the day. But the who who is the most this? Who is the most annoying? Who who's the most that challenge? Um, I have to say, firstly, um, also Corinne's outfit—this uh, w- uh, one pattern sort of tr- suit—the
1: woolen tartan, the woolen yeah. tartan,
0: yeah, woolen tartan with a cutout.
1: She really committed to that. This um, she really committed to that. This episode, it was kind of tartan all round, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I feel like every week we keep saying it's tart. Like maybe, maybe she, at this point she's just like, this is the look gray
1: tartan and bows those are the three signature elements
0: well yeah that dinner outfit the bows I was like sexy bows like be a bit cute but a bit 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 uh she uh yeah no loved uh Korean's outfits this episode I'm I'm now thinking about it I kind of wish she had some sort of circus outfit instead um, To match, like, a clown outfit. Like, where's oh, the ruffle?
1: Sexy clown. She yes. would have, that big ruffle around the neck. You're so right. That would have been such a look.
0: Yeah, missed opportunities, Kareen. How dare you?
1: <laughs> they need to get us in the costume department, really. Yeah. And I, I, I want to clap back at the Facebook audience because okay. there's been a lot of criticism, actually on Reddit as well, about Kareen's outfits. Oh, yes. That as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you know what, people? I need you to step outside your comfort zone. This is modern art, okay? Mm. And I know it's it's not traditional, it's not old school. But honey, we're all about the Museum of Modern Art these days, and Karina's is the centerpiece.
0: Well, yeah, like what do they want her to look like? Everyone else, like that isn't that isn't exciting? Um, she can't just wear suits the whole time, like everybody. Well, like Alan wears um, kilts. But everybody else basically wears suits the whole time. So I, I don't know. I think it's a good good change of pace. Um, and plus, it establishes that her character is this lady of the manor who wears high fashion garments. Like, it yes. makes sense for the character she's portraying. She doesn't own the manor, guys.
1: Vampires <laughs> wear couture only.
0: Yes, yes. So what What did you think of the this uh, this uh, getting to know you challenge, I guess? Oh, and I'll also say I hated that they let go of the balloons.
1: Oh Yes. No to littering. Um, I love touchy subjects. It is one of my favourite games across all different kind of competition reality. I did feel and I was gossiping with Dylan Reeve, um, who we had in the podcast last week from Traitors New Zealand. I felt like they butchered it. The setup was really weird. The way they kept randomly choosing people to go up and then them leaving. And then Mm -hmm. it not being super clear on how they were winning money. I believe it was around however many people got the answer correct. But I... It was just a very odd setup. I felt like it would have been in our season. They did it when there were more people left in the game. There were 10 people and you could just split five and five and then swap. I felt like that was a much better setup. Uh, And there was also kind of no incentives around getting it correct. To win a chance at getting the shield, which I think also um, adds adds an element to the game as well. What did you think about how they set it up? Yeah, yeah, it was very
0: strange because like as soon as I realised that basically, because we saw in the preview that it, they had at least multiple people on the pedestal, but I didn't. Yeah, I found it really strange that yeah people were not only were they removed, but it, the um, sample size of people um, were. Putting in their answers mm. got smaller, so it's like, why? Why does Leroy basically get to not be the answer for any questions by default? That seems weird. That's a bit weird. Yeah, and, and then how... it... oh, sorry. Go.
1: And then it seems like once they were ah. they were kicked out the game, they weren't there to watch anymore. Like when they were back after yeah. the mission, Trayvon was asking about the juicier answers, and it's like, well, then that lowers the stakes even further.
0: Yeah, it's like. Do, do we need to specifically have Leroy guessing who are uh, Gerline, Mike and Kuzi and they only get the spicy questions while the others get to get asked who goes on a desert island and to be fair they did split like quote like they uh, drew the names out of a hat but like it ended up being that the three that were considered the non non players or whatever were the first three up and then the Um, hardcore people were at the end like I found it very strange and the the balloon letting go and then you fell I actually didn't understand when they fell was it when they got where they were the answer yeah if
1: you were the answer twice um okay idea so I think the other the other element in this episode that needed a little bit of tweaking on the production side was the feast um (laughs) So, and I, this is relevant because I think this is something they could have element they could have um, incorporated into the disappearing box game. So, if they had done the feast before the mission, um, and I think an issue with the feast um, was it was always going to be a banishment. So, in the feast, just to recap, everyone had to come to a unanimous decision publicly as to whether or not the group would be going to the round table. Or would allow the traitors to murder someone with kind of the only incentive to choose murder being you would you definitely wouldn't lose money because if you chose round table you win ten grand if you're you do get a traitor you lose ten grand if you don't now. The only, the only thing that this added to the episode was giving someone like Cozy the opportunity to argue they should go with murder and draw more attention to herself. Because otherwise it was always a done deal that they would choose banishment. Yeah. What yeah. if, what if they all voted secretly... And you can't leave it there because then a traitor definitely just votes murder and it's all screwed up. What if they all vote secretly and the person who gets the most correct answers in the mission is the only person who gets to go into a room and see and reveal what the votes were. And then it all comes down to whether or not people trust them when they feed that information back.
0: Yeah. Or even if you do the, yeah. Like if you do a variation of that way, yeah. Questionnaire, everybody answer, has the same questions. Um, do it like how they did, did it in survivor style where they eliminate people. Yeah. The person wins, make some sort of grander decision in regards to this other decision that, that gets made. Then that's that, that give one, gives stakes to the, Mm. like to both Yeah, (laughs) Like, I think that was the thing. It was like, so much happened and yet it was so straightforward. It was very like, well, we did this, we did touchy subjects. And, um, this is what happened and we made money and Kuzi got, um, offended that she was called Two-Faced. Okay. (laughs) And then, and then, um, we do this dinner where basically, yeah, there's no incentive for anyone in front of everybody else to say, oh, I think we should do murder. So what, so what's even the point? Like you have to, you can incorporate the two and may, and I don't, and I know this is probably their attempt at trying to do something a little bit different, mm. but it just didn't, it just didn't equate to an awful lot.
1: No, I don't think we would see it again. Um, I, like the only things the traitors could try and do is to try and sell that you really care about the money. Um, and that's why we should vote for murder. But that would be so suspicious. So I think all the fees section really did was reiterate that Mike was in a better position at this point than Cousy. We see Mike arguing really hard for banishment, that, you know, that's the only way we get a say as a faithful. I don't want to risk getting murdered. And then we see Cousy saying, okay, but what about the money?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, do, 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 you know we are only on 50000 $50, dollars. <laughs> we are only halfway to our to our what we perceive as being our final um jackpot. Like, oh, let's just we could just save everything. Um, that it was that was just really interesting. I did find really interesting go, going back a little bit that when we had our little sequence between um the challenge and the dinner, that basically it was uh everybody speaking to Trayvon.
1: <laughs> yes! Trayvon's at the centre of attention now.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, the immunity, the faithful immunity has now actually created a very uh, reliable, truthful, sort of faithful. I didn't know what other word I was going to say because faithful is already what they
1: are. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he, he was the answer for who for sure is a faithful. The answer was Trayvon Donna and Mickey both said Mickey, which really just goes to show that that was not a good choice for Cousy. Um, but Trayvon correctly identified it was himself. So I think Trayvon really probably going to get murdered before the end of the game. Um, unless he gets recruited. And and judging by the next time on, where Mike is trying to rally the troops to vote out Trayvon, I bet it is Trayvon that's recruited.
0: Yeah, yeah, because now thinking about it, I feel like everybody else has spoken in some way, shape or form about an end game plan involving at least one of the other sort of interchangeable people, but Trayvon. And so unfortunately, I think just in the long term, he doesn't seem to have a role. Um, outside of being that faithful that people listen to. But he doesn't actually have a specific role in other anyone's plans.
1: Is it too early for us to start discussing who we think Mike should recruit? Because I think that's an interesting debate.
0: No, no, no. Let's go straight to it. We, because we can talk about everything because he did wrong. Yes. For hours, I guess.
1: So let's just assess his options. So he's got Donna, Mickey... Gurleen, Leroy, or Trayvon. Now, Mike is in a really tough position here because everybody is looking at him. And also, unless Kareen publicly announces at breakfast that there's been a recruitment, no one is going to be suspecting a recruitment because they know that, um, that there was no, not going to be a murder last night. Mm-hmm. So that so he's going to need to pick somebody who's going to get more heat than him and i don't think anyone's going to get more heat than him at this point no. so is is the move here to pick the person who's most likely to have a complete mental breakdown about becoming a <laughs> traitor
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> yes it's so funny because um wait so just because i did see the preview and i guess i kind of got it but is basically uh what what does like have to do specifically he has to blackmail, blackmail. somebody into everybody thinking that they're a traitor and then they are a traitor or they're not a traitor no
1: so the the point of blackmail is and it's slightly different to a recruitment so in a recruitment you have a choice as to whether you say yes or no and if you say no you still remain in the game you tell everyone that you were blackmailed and then you inevitably get murdered the next night anyway Mm -hmm. so bad move in a blackmail it's different so there was a blackmail in Australia season one and in the UK season one one. With a blackmail, you don't have a choice. It's basically either say yes to being a traitor or you're out the game. Now, there was a conversation or something that Mike said at the round table. Um, Mike brought it up at some point, maybe it was at breakfast, where he said, uh, oh, it was at breakfast. He said, I know we all made a pact that we would turn down the blackmail. So the yeah. faithful have a pact that they will go out of the game rather than introduce another traitor to the game and reduce the likelihood of winning for the faithful. Yeah. I don't think anybody sensible would actually do that. I mean, Mickey might, mm-hmm. yeah. but there's no way Gerline or Leroy, maybe Leroy, he is very honourable, gay for Leroy, <laughs> would give up their spot um so i mean mike might also be cognizant of that he might think oh who who would choose to get murdered rather than stay in the game so maybe that's a reason not to pick say mickey
0: yeah yeah cool wait because i just watched the end of um australian australia season one is blackmail what happened to kate yes okay that makes because i was gonna say basically (laughs) they'd have to basically emulate what happened to her where she she basically fell apart towards the end and became a different completely different person
1: (laughs) so who's most likely to have a mental breakdown because they now have to play a new role is Uh it donna mickey girlene leroy or trayvon
0: oh (laughs) now now you said everybody's name it was almost everybody would everybody would have a breakdown that's actually that's the magic of it is that basically it would be everybody like Maybe Leroy would play it the best. So, yeah, so he's out. in maybe. I don't know what she'd do differently. She's pretty chill. Um, but the other three, oh, my God.
1: I think, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm already biased towards thinking Trayvon because Mike was rallying the troops. But I think Donna and Mickey, there's always that slight chance that those people are the types who would choose getting murdered over becoming a traitor yeah. so i think it's a bit risky i think girline and leroy are the most likely to actually pull it off plus they have a tight alliance with each other that they're probably not going to turn on each other at this mm. stage yeah. um and that leaves trayvon who will absolutely have a mental breakdown wow. doesn't have any allies in the game and every, I guess the only risk then is everyone's really trusting of him.
0: Well, yeah, because that'll be the interesting thing is that now, similar to May, Trayvon's now found a new sense of confidence in being there long enough that he kind of gets it now. Yeah, and everybody's seen um, before, after, and then if this happens, yeah, he'll be a third iteration of himself. That it's just going to be so obvious. That something is up um so yeah I feel like at the end of the day yeah Trayvon's probably the best choice for all of this but no I I uh, yeah Donna and Mickey as well but they're they're so having fun yeah <laughs> so they they might do they might do something crazy for the sake of being like having a great time like sharing the experience or whatever yeah you know?
1: I do think that Mike needs to break up the Girlie and Leroy duo even though Leroy's reads are not great at this stage in the game Gurleen's reads are really yeah. strong they're really loyal to each other and so therefore less easy to manipulate and yeah. we know that Donna and Mickey are quite easy to push in push your agenda on yeah. so I do think Mike needs to keep Donna and Mickey and try and break up that girlie and Leroy pairing somehow. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. Cause
0: cause you're, yeah, yeah, you're right. Cause I was thinking, Oh, well then you would just probably just get rid of Leroy. But no, he's, his reads have been so bad lately Yeah, that girlie is way, way, way better of a choice to get rid of. Um, but then it's sort of funny cause they both have pros and cons. It's like Leroy definitely has a more, um, Uh, persuasive sort of overall voice
1: yeah
0: um while Gurleen is definitely sort of um sort of not hasn't been considered a leader amongst the group at all but yes the their reads are back back to front front to back so it would just be really interesting to see what sort of informed decision Mike makes based off his observations of them because has Gurleen particularly been She's been telling us a lot of what yeah. her thoughts are, but has she been telling them many of Not really,
1: right? No. So I, I think while we, the audience, know that Gurleen has the better reads and would be the better target, she's playing a, quite an under-the-radar game and happy to kind of follow some of the lead of others. Um, so I do think that Leroy would probably be a bigger target in Mike's eyes. That said... Leroy has invested quite a lot of time in reassuring Mike that he trusts Mike, that he doesn't think he's a traitor, and he is probably one of the more sceptical people who who is leaning towards Mike not being a traitor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Because, yeah. Huh. Oh. It's like, tough. It's, yeah, it's only up until this point that I realised there's only six people. Yeah. <laughs> Even when they had the banishment room, I was like, oh, wow, there really isn't that many people. Like, which probably, to um, Mike and Kuzi's credit, they did really go really, really far without any real, like, they got rid of basically anybody who would have targeted them. And one of my favourite things about this episode, again, was that, like, oh, May was murdered does is it too obvious of a murder to be pinning it on Kuzi? I'm like, oh my god. Okay, I can. I think I can now officially see why Mike and Kuzi did half the stuff they did because yeah. these people really, really overthink beyond beyond the. It's like you, that you've gone full circle with your thought, um, which is crazy. Which is crazy. They did the same thing, like. Six times,
1: I did that. I enjoyed that. It was it was um, Mickey at the banishment at the round table saying, "You know, Cousy May and Melee put your name out there, and they aren't here. That could be a setup, but it could also be a setup to look like a setup." <laughs> <laughs> uh, <where? laughs>
0: It's like, Nikki, you're, you're oh. on top. Oh, you're on the ball today. He, um, he was looking very, very hot this episode with the singlet. But it was one <laughs> of those w- weird low cut singlets where I'm like, oh no. It's like, string.
1: Love that he got the special kind of glare at when Corinne insisted that they dressed nicely at the feast. <laughs> She clearly didn't have your same fashion taste. She wasn't appreciating his uh, biceps to the yeah, same extent. Yeah,
0: yeah no, not, not, not from the angle of the what, disappearing box. <laughs> How funny. Yeah, no, I, it's taken me so many episodes to admit that.
1: But, yeah. <laughs> Everybody, you've got to know, Chili Philly this entire time, secretly gay for Mickey. Yeah, yeah
0: gay, gay, well, yeah, fully gay for Mickey as well. I'm sorry, everybody else. I, I flipped uh, I flipped over to gay for Mickey. Um, Another thing I noticed, uh, now looking at my notes, was like, do you think also, so uh, basically everybody voted for Kuzi, and then the only people who voted for Mike were Kuzi and Trayvon. Do you think the setup for the next episode might be typical Traders Canada misdirect, but... Basically, Mike is just gonna say that obviously um Kuzi and Trey and we're in cahoots and he's who he, he voted for me, so we have to get rid of him.
1: I hope he does because that would probably be a good play. He's definitely gonna get a lot of heat with Cuzy really coming for him, putting all those exclamation marks on it um it was a, it was giving vibes of a parting gift yes um. It was. <laughs> Um, so I hope so. I hope that's what Mike does. I hope he recruits Trayvon and then tries to use that to come on, uh, throw him under the bus. I, I wanted to kind of we we were unpacking, if not last episode, the episode before. We were trying to look at the alliances mm-hmm. because we knew that Cozy had this really solid alliance, but she kept decimating it, yeah. um, and we weren't really sure where Mike was sitting. He was either sitting with this much larger kind of incoherent unformal alliance or he was riding solo and just maintaining relationships with everyone it yeah. came out at this round table that it was the latter he's yeah. not had an alliance yeah he's using that as kind of a de- defense and saying look i i'm not trying to surround myself with people who aren't going to banish me like you cozy yeah. um I'm I'm surprised by this zero ally strategy. It's, I, I found it quite fascinating. Yeah,
0: because, I, like I know brought it up before, it was like, it was such an easy defense for him to be like, well, I haven't had any, any relationships, but I've made, I tried to make some ins recently. And because that is a recent sort of thing, people are like, well, yeah, you have. <laughs> and and I don't know if it, it just plays really well because it it relies so much on and and I guess you would know better than me because you lasted longer on a show but like and we and we've talked about it in regards to this show a few times but that short-term memory it's like the recency of that moment almost completely trumps the memory of when Mel B got. You know, bad. You know, like, and so maybe that it maybe that is sort of a good sort of um, way of thinking because now you know Trayvon all of a sudden is a very trusted person. Mike Mike has does have relationships, but also in saying that, what everybody remembers most about Cousy is that she <laughs> ripped May a new one and <laughs> and had, and fought with her, and even the um the fact that they were qu- they're willing to abandon that team thing but still sort of think about some of the more recent things. Polly says a lot about how that does actually work by not having a large group you're with, because if that just keeps getting dragged along, I feel like people will remember you're in that group. But if you're all by yourself, they will remember what you do in a micro sense, I guess you'd say.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Um, And I, I did get confirmation that all of these episodes are shot in one day, which means they're... They must be exhausted. They're having zero yeah. downtime, um, and not a lot of time to themselves. Uh, sh- they're probably not sleeping super well, so they're sh- they're going to be relying a lot on that short term memory and things that just happened. There's not a lot of time to collect those thoughts. It'll yeah. be emotionally fraught.
0: Well, yeah, and that. Now that you told me that, now that explains um, the little the little car sort of um, situation, like. Off-site challenges, um, probably why the shield doesn't play much into it because, you know, that's another whole thing to film in the day. Um, Yeah, so they're really smashing it out. They're really powering through, which then also, yeah, it does make sense why they're all, like, at one point in time with all breaking down and crying and stuff, Um, which now at this point there is such a small enough group, I'm sure they probably really – that's probably why Trayvon, like, what – so what, this has been a week? <laughs> now yep. it makes sense that he's fully come around because it's only been a week. He probably <laughs> had his breakdown, yeah, five days ago.
1: He's recovered. He's fully back. And you've got to remember, Phil, not everyone has friends like ours where they're used to constant emotional breakdowns and <laughs> fighting, go for the dinner table. Most people exist in a more stable environment. Um <laughs> <laughs> So this might be quite a confronting experience for them.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> I do. true.
1: That's true. I have to say, when I was sitting at the round table, I thought this is literally an average night out for dumplings.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's uh, yeah, It's that's really, because well, I was also thinking as well, like, for, um, like everybody as a whole has, uh, maybe outside of Fierce, has taken it really well. Um, and I don't know if that's just because they all get that it's a game, or if they're just all Canadian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like yes. they're all like, oh, you know, it was a, it was an opportunity. Um, yeah, sucks to go, but you know, uh, that's all right. Or if they say something really sassy, they're still smiling, like they get it, I guess. Um, so yeah, that was something I observed again today, because I, I, like, cause he took it very well but maybe maybe if the whole banishment was about her she had a lot of time to sort of prepare like uh, surely when she realized that the um twist was what it was that she was like well it's going to be one of us like it has to be
1: i loved her farewell speech so her farewell speech was unfortunately you lose me tonight i've been killing it in this game literally <laughs> i've been killing in this game tonight you win (laughs) 10,000 and everyone lost it. I thought it was a great speech.
0: Because it was just so funny because when I was watching it, it was almost like she turned into the host. Yes. (laughs) She's like, guys, I've been killing in this game. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. Woo. Yeah. I did find it really interesting that they all got up and Mickey was still sitting down. (laughs) <laughs> and it took a little while for him to like get up and eventually join in. It's like he he must have been excited, but also probably didn't care.
1: King of giving nothing, even I love it. in this moment of uh, of extreme excitement, Mickey still can't rustle up anything <laughs> to deliver.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you? Okay, this is a random side thought that I just had. Would you prefer a faithful like Mickey, whose um input is probably sixty five percent? And it's mainly challenges, um, and they sort of just are that character. Or would you prefer a faithful that is dead wrong every episode? They're blindly loyal to a traitor. They don't. They don't un- actually. Won't ever fave um, waiver from their thoughts. And then when push comes to shove, all of a sudden they have revolutionary ideas. And blah, 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 which which sort of. Um, Low-key, faithful, would you prefer? Do I
1: prefer Don or a Mickey is basically what you're asking. Um,
0: <laughs> well, in my mind, I was thinking, um, was it Liam?
1: Oh, Liam. Okay, is this... Qu- yes, Liam from my season. Yes. Would, so, would you... Is this to play with or to watch? To play with. And to watch, hey. Um, I think to play with, I would rather a Mickey. Mm-hmm. But I think to watch... Aaliyah, I think I would rather be angry and frustrated than indifferent. Yeah. What about you?
0: Um, yeah, because, like, maybe because maybe I think Mickey is, is cute, I feel like I'd pro- I fi- I find what he's doing, like, fine. <laughs> but then but then I was super frustrated when Trayvon, and I guess, like, if I think about your guys' this season, like, basically everybody, when they were just, like, so wrong and so crazy about it, and it was like, guys, like, I don't even know what you're what you're doing um but then in saying that it is a lot more exciting because yeah basically and so yeah maybe i would prefer people who are at least thinking like critically as much as it's critically in the wrong direction um but to play with oh gosh probably yeah i'd probably definitely have to work more with a mickey than a
1: oh honey if mickey was there you would be like a bee to honey yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> Literally,
0: it's so funny. It's so funny because when I was um when I found out what my season of survival was and the theme and stuff like that, I was like, I bet there's gonna be like a tall, skinny, like real nerdy type with glasses, and I'm I, I'm gonna be obsessed. I'm gonna be fully obsessed with him. There wasn't one of those, and I was the only person who they kept asking to put on my glasses. And then I realised. <laughs> I was that person. (laughs) You are the nerd with glasses. I I know. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm the nerd." Uh, I was was so disappointed. (laughs) Um, Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, no. Yeah, there wasn't very many people. There wasn't actually anybody on my season of Survivor that I would have ever been like densely loyal to just because they were hot unfortunately <laughs> but fortunately for me fortunately for me there wouldn't have been anybody that would have been blind by their beauty
1: <laughs> oh, you and I always thirsty um <laughs> so who who are we uh, rooting for to win at this point
0: <laughs> I was like Mickey no, <laughs> no, no not no. who are we
1: rooting who are we rooting for <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs>
0: oh no I got so confused um no I think I would be the most satisfied if Mike won. Yeah. Um, because he's, you know, played well, obviously in a really sticky situation. But, hey, if he manages to get out of this situation, then yes. Perfect. Love it. Totally get it. But, yes, he's in a weird spot. Um, otherwise, I guess if all the faith, if it's out, like, I guess we'd have to lose at least, like, three of these faithful, right?
1: yes least. yeah he uh I believe so I think well I think they can vote to end the game at four.
0: Oh, okay so if we at least lose two people let's say um it's Mike and then three faithful obviously um I'd love it if Gurleen and Lero were, were there though I don't know if that's just their main character energy that they give off But in saying that, I really think that out of... Well, and I'm going with the assumption that Trayvon is going at the next episode. But then in saying that, knowing our history with predictions, I bet it's going to be Donna randomly (laughs) randomly murdered and banished. And who knows? um, I think I'd appreciate it if Donna was there than Mickey. Um, But... Yeah, I, I would say if it was my top three faithful, it'd be Gurleen, Leroy and Donna.
1: Okay, yeah, that's interesting. I I love them all, obviously, feel quite emotionally bonded to them all at this stage. But in terms of whose game have we seen and who have we seen exercising strategic agency, I think the three left are Mike, Gurleen and Leroy. Mm. We've seen Mike exercising his game as a traitor but I do think he's made some really messy decisions and I think he's backed himself into a tough corner. Gerline and Leroy, we've seen balance this game between, between Traitor's Pet, where they've stuck with um Cozy long enough to have protection and now Leroy's actively building a relationship with Mike but we've also seen them working together sharing information to make correct reads and work out who the traitors actually are so I think Gerline and Leroy have played the best game so far mm-hmm. um it, they've got a couple of murders left to survive, I think, or at least one more murder to survive. No. And I, while I think it's much harder to get to the end as a faithful, I do think it's easier to win. I can see, and I would love to see, a Lee Leroy win at this point. Mm-hmm. Don't mind who the third faithful is at yeah. that point. Yeah. Um I I think because we haven't seen Mickey and Donna exercise a lot of strategic agency, I would be a bit disappointed if it was say them and Trayvon sharing a win at the end. Yeah and I'm I'm struggling to see how Mike gets to the end. So I'm kind of look in my dream scenario, they keep Mike in, um, use him to identify who he's recruited. Mm -hmm. and then they cut him at the last minute that's my dream scenario yeah
0: yeah yeah. because i feel like that definitely might be the dream that might be the dream scenario right like because i don't yeah because you would love you would love to think that they're thinking three-dimensionally in that way like in anticipation of the end
1: yes but (laughs) it's very it's very possible that donna and mickey get to the end with the actual traitor and the traitor wins everything
0: yeah, that, well, that's that's literally what I th- I'm, I'm anticipating based off just like confessionals. <laughs> <laughs> just we've heard it yes. so many times. I know, but my favorite thing about Traders Canada is has that it hasn't the edit hasn't actually like seriously. I swear, for the last four episodes, we've been talking about Kuzi being because <laughs> he going and just she never left until now. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I feel like. Yeah, I I probably am going. I, my brain probably can't think too deep um, beyond what I don't know, and so I can't uh, ever think that, that Donna and Mickey are just not going to be at the end. But that would be like obviously I love them, but it would be the least satisfying conclusion.
1: The traitors have surprised us every week, always making rogue choices. <laughs> so who knows?
0: Yeah, who knows. Oh, it could be, or it could be something really exciting. Like, like I was just saying, I watched, I just watched. So, no, I hadn't watched um, the first season of Australian Traders, and I actually tried to watch it before your season had started. But me and my friend we kept watching it in installments, and then like in three episode blocks, and then he went away to Europe, and then sort of just dragged it on over like four months instead of <laughs> instead of like two. Um, and so I only just saw the ending of um, season one of Australian Traders. And even even though I knew um, the outcome, my reaction to that scenario, I, I still was like,
1: ah, yeah. even
0: though the outcome was like so, well, to me, one, it was obvious, but because I knew what happened, but... I reacted so much to it. And so even though we might have an end result that could be super... And in, like, the UK UK finale, like, we could have a result that at the end of the day, barely any of the season amounted to it, we could still end in a way that we're super excited about.
1: I can't think of a single season... Of any franchise that hasn't had an epic finale that has made me really emotional. Whether excited, angry, devastated. It's always been thrilling. And I've got high hopes for this one as well.
0: Yeah. Like, they've done a really good job with the editing and all that sort of stuff. Um, Even, like, that Kevin episode, this episode. Um, even last episode. Like, they really hit their stride in terms of editing. So I've loved it. Yeah. I love it two. Yes, beautiful. Um, Was there anything, uh, because I know Australian Amazing Race is over, but what were your, what did you have on for the week?
1: So, Australian... Amazing race celebrity edition is over, but we are starting to unpack it. Sarah Carradine and I, starting from next week, are going to be doing deep dives into the stallions, looking at Teddy's Love Island season, Harry's Too Hot To Handle season. We're also going to be giving you a couple of updates on where Australian Big Brother House of Love is up to. Spoiler alert. Half my brain has already died and I've only managed to digest two episodes. So you can find all of that over on Silent Podcasts. Follow me at AnnabelleCE on Twitter and Instagram to stay up to date. What about you, Chilly Philly?
0: Yeah, I actually have things on. (laughs) Um, Which is funny because basically every week uh, leading up to this week, Whenever you asked me if I had anything on, I always knew that I would eventually have something on. Um, so, uh so this week, I think on the twenty second, but I think I might be the twenty second in the States, so maybe it'll be for us the next day in Australia. But I have my own web series releasing on Wow Presents Plus. So, uh the producers of Drag Race. Uh it's called Chew with Phil and basically it's a slow T V series, uh, of me crocheting, uh me travelling, uh, me sort of talking about my thoughts, feelings. Um, every episode has a different theme. Um, it's very Australian. Uh, I decided that I was just going to theme it very Australian uh, just for, for our sake um, of theme. And, yeah, so that comes out on the 22nd on WoW Presents Plus. So I think you can uh, join WoW Presents Plus. I, I think there is a Black Friday code, so maybe I'll post that on my Instagram. And so if anybody listens... Um, they can, uh, go there, but yeah, it'll come. I think it's all getting released ah. all at once. Um, so yeah. So, but I think I'll just be promoting it for the next six weeks anyway, as if it's one episode a week. Um, they're pretty short. So, you, Hey, you can watch a whole hour of it and basically you just got a movie length episode of me.
1: Of me. That's exciting. Um, Time to yeah. recap Chili Philly's web
0: series. Yes. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so, no, so that's really exciting. And uh, if you guys want to follow me, uh, you can follow me at Chili Philly on Instagram and at The Chili Philly on Twitter. Um, Annabelle, did you know that Harry Jowsey is on American Dancing with the Stars? Did I, I
1: did. You I did. He's all over the place at the moment. Can't get him off television.
0: It, it's so weird because he was on, obviously, on amazing race then he's on american dance with the stars and then jamie lynn spears was on the same season that's still currently airing um i think she was an early eliminated person and then now she's on i'm a celebrity in the uk right now
1: oh my gosh this look at weird. that soulmate weird. soulmate yeah. alert
0: yeah they're all crossing over all in the moment it's 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 actually kind of strange but yeah i just thought that was a random fact just to close it out um Thank you, everybody, for listening to us this week. Um, Join us next week. I thought this was the second last episode of the season, but clearly not. So (laughs) we have two more weeks to go. And, uh, yeah, join us next week for another episode of
1: Traders Canada. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.